Podcast. Here we go. Hello, hello. Sammy, are you ready? Yes, Dobie, I am. Where we're going around the block and around the world. This is where we discuss, debate, and deliberate all things diabetes. Representing type 2, that would be me, Dobie Maxwell, representing type 1. How vivacious are you feeling today, Sammy? I don't know, Dobie. I'm feeling pretty vivacious today. Well, you're always effervescent and in the know. Ms. Sammy Parker, more with Sammy in a second. Today's episode of JMT, what's it sponsored by? Do you know, Sammy? The Diabetes app. (laughs) Right. A free social community app that brings together both type one and type two diabetics. That will be you, me, plus their supporters. That will be you listening. Find community resources and Sammy and me like you already did on the diabetes app. Sammy, normally we keep our podcast positive, upbeat, effervescent like you are. Today, I'm not exactly sure. We got a we got a subject and if you're just listening to us, we are recording this in the morning. We're talking about mornings today, and they're cutting lawns by my apartment. So there's nothing wrong with your computer. If you hear a crop duster, it's uh, the people in my apartment building. I kind of like it. It just adds some more, like, you know, originality. Sounds like you ever seen the movie Apocalypse Now? It's like a helicopters coming in here. The loudest <laughs> lawnmowers in the world. I don't they put, don't put them off on the It's kind of so fun. Hopefully we can get some good information going. Today we're going to talk about uh, mornings. That's a hard time for a lot of people, especially those with diabetes. Yeah, it's basically we're going to discuss a little bit about Dawn Phenomenon. Isn't she a, uh, a wrestler? Dawn Phenomenon? Sounds like it. She's a professional wrestler. She's got the championship in the WWE. Oh, you're being serious. No, no, I'm joking. Comedy. I know. <laughs> See, it's morning. So that's, we don't fire on all cylinders in the morning. That's exactly my point. I did morning radio for a long time. Spent my life as a comedian working at night, going to bed one, two, three, four o'clock in the morning. Then I got a job where I had to be on the air at five o'clock in the morning. So I had to get up three, four, five o'clock in the morning. And there's just something unusual, especially diabetes adds a whole different thing to it. Are you a morning person? Let me ask you that right up front. Well, I used to be allergic to mornings. And I think that's a very good, nice little episode summarizing here. We're talking about being allergic to mornings because I used to go to bed at two, three o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. and then I'd wake up at 11 or 12 and I lived that life the best way it was lived. (laughs) I don't see anything wrong with that. That's a perfect shift, I think. Don't you? It was amazing. I loved it. I loved every second. Don't need to hear any roosters crowing. Don't need to hear any sunrise, see any sunrises. Just give me some sleep. That's the best cure for the disease of morning itis. Exactly. But with diabetes comes this whole other thing called diabetes dawn phenomenon, which I'm going to discuss today because I think it's a very important topic. And for those of you that are newly diagnosed, listen up, make sure your ears are listening, please. So dawn phenomenon. So basically in your early hours of the morning, our body releases cortisol and like growth hormones. Yes, believe it or not, Dobie. Growth? I'm still growing at my advanced age? You're still growing. Crazy. Mm, okay. I think there's a thing that says like the only part of your body that like continues to grow. I think it's like your nose or something. And I'm like, oh gosh. I think your ears too. Your nose and ears grow even when you're 95. Not a look that I'm waiting. So you got the banana nose and the elephant ears, but you're old and you're it's okay. You don't care at that point. You're not trying to- Gotta love it. Not trying to be hot when you're 80. Exactly. So with the Dom Phenomenon- Basically, what it is, is that that cortisol and growth hormones signals to the liver to basically like increase production of glucose, which causes high blood sugars in the morning. And this can be anywhere from 3, 4 a.m. to 8, 9 a.m. So you'll wake up with higher blood sugars and it's kind of like, what? Why are my blood sugars high? Like what I do wrong? But it's just your body's naturally doing that. And that's why it's called the dawn phenomenon. So sometimes it's crappy because as a diabetic, you don't want to wake up with high blood sugars. Like last week, me and Dobie were trying to record an episode, or we were about to, and my blood sugars were literally 400 from hormones. 
could not get them down. I went and worked out, did not come down. Went and went on a walk, did not come down. And I was like, I'm allergic to the mornings right now. So you took a nap, slept it off? No, I just kept working out until they came down. Yeah. Because it doesn't feel better when you sleep, honestly. It just makes me feel my eyes get like swollen. You know, when you like sleep so much that you wake up and your face is like, whoa, I'm looking puffy. <laughs> puffy and not P. Diddy. Not Puff Daddy, Puffy. Yeah, not Puff puffy. Daddy, Puff Mommy. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, my eyes were not not looking too shabby if I go to sleep with high blood sugars. You know, there's got to be something that goes back into history that makes the body react that way, don't you think? I mean, we're not doctors. We're not claiming to be doctors and analyze it all. But it's, it's weird that it would happen that time of day. You know what? I have a thought process. What is it? All the historians that are listening are going to be like, she is so full of it. Maybe when there was wars. Full of shiz? Or full of information. Exactly. Maybe when there were a bunch of wars and everybody was coming to like bomb them. Conquer them before that even with sticks. Yes, it was like 4 or 5 a.m. So they were on high alert. And that's why their body now produces so much quicker. Seriously, there's got to be something naturally based in that that would do that. I was thinking about this episode before we recorded it. It's like it doesn't happen in the afternoon, but in the morning. Yeah, we feel it. Type one and type two. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And I mean, there's a bunch of different things. Like, there's even one called the Samaji effect. And that's basically, like, your body has, like, a low blood sugar in the middle of the night. But it's almost like a fake low blood sugar. So then it, like, sees a low blood sugar. So then it, like, releases a bunch of glucose. And you basically, like, wake up and your blood sugars are high. And that's called the Samaji effect. But Elizabeth just gave us some nice little information. She said in the early morning your body's cortisol production naturally surges and transitions you into wakefulness. That's why it's referred to cortisol awakening response. So it can go from 30 to 45 minutes before returning to its baseline after an hour or so. I'm still trying to figure out the Samaji effect. I know. Now you're throwing this information at us. But that's why for people who are diabetic, it doesn't go back to baseline because your insulin isn't just working right away. But the Samaji effect, Dobie, it would be like you have a blood sugar at like 60 and then your body's like, ooh, 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 I'm low. I'm going to release glucose. And I'm going to go up yeah. to 160. And then it goes up to 160. And then it shoots up to 200 because it thought you had a low blood sugar, but it wasn't really, truly a low blood sugar. It is amazing all the stuff that goes on in the body that we don't even think about. We have no control over it. It just happens. I know. It's like a, like a boiler room somewhere or a computer operator somewhere deep within our, where is it even? In, in our brain and probably somewhere in the brain. Well, kind of, and you get used to it too. Like I start waking up and I'll be like, oh, I woke up at 170. So then the next night, if I go to bed at like 140, you would think, that's oh, okay, blood sugar, I'll go to bed. No, I'll like literally take insulin because I know I'm going to wake up high. I try to combat it. Hmm, okay. So you're trying to outthink it. I'm trying to outthink it. There we go. Well, I mean, sometimes that could be the kiss of death because you outthink it and it zigs when you zag. So you're thinking one thing. So you're taking insulin and it doesn't. And next thing you know, call the ambulance. Sammy's purple. <laughs> She's face down. She's in the pool and she ain't swimming. <laughs> Sammy tried to outthink it, but uh, didn't didn't go too much of outthinking. So, I'm just saying because I think sometimes diabetes is smarter than our natural. It's always there. That's the thing. You know, when you get diagnosed with it, it's like, well, I can take a day off. Well, you can take a day off, or you can think you're taking a day off. But diabetes is always on duty, and I hate to say that. It's like the enemy that never quits fighting. Exactly. It, that's why I say like, it's so different. Like you could go, you know, on a walk one day and you'd be feeling fine. You'd have like a yogurt with granola and you go on your walk and you're like feeling great. And the next day you might do that and you might be like, I'm a little shaky. Maybe your blood sugar is low, but there's so many different factors that could have went into that, that you might not even be aware of. Now I'm going to really get weird here. 
Now, not that I'm already weird. I'm going to get weirder. Okay. Do you think, in your experience, that weather has anything to do with this? You're talking about, and I, I, I do humidity, heat, and cold. I think it does. What do you think? I could be wrong. Absolutely, yes. The sun, mm-hmm. when you're laying outside in the sun, I love that feeling. There's nothing better than that feeling. But when you're laying in the sun, that can cause a surge in glucose to be released because you're hot and it like your blood sugars can go high. Oh, I'm hot, baby. You're always hot, baby. I'm laying there. <laughs> <laughs> Got my baggy Speedo on there. It's like, oh, buddy, cover it up. <laughs> <laughs> Twisted steel and sex appeal, baby, like a wrestler. <laughs> Have you thought it changes anything or do you notice it? Yeah, I do feel a change because I, I mean, a lot of times I'll change climates in, in my job. You know, you get on a plane and uh, it's it's cold one place, and and it's I go to Phoenix or somewhere Canada or whatever I go, and I do feel it. It's it's a, a humidity. I think I, I think that has something to do with it for whatever reason, and I, I don't know why. It's a dry heat. It's a dry cold, and your your sugars react accordingly. I think our our bodies weren't used to do that. I mean, I hate to keep thinking about caveman days way back there, but think about it. You can get on a plane and in just a few hours be in a completely different climate in a completely different time zone. I don't know if that's healthy or not. And I think it, it has an effect. Yeah. And it's weird too, because it's kind of like blood sugars literally regulate everything. If you're not diabetic, your body's naturally just regulating it. It maintains homeostasis. So by having diabetes, every single Homeostasis? Thing, is that a rapper? Homeostasis is this pretty sick rapper. I actually listen to their- What uh, up, homeostasis? Listen to their SoundCloud quite often. Um, <laughs> Kidding. So I think though, something else that's interesting is like there are a variety of different foods to eat before you go to bed and that can definitely play a role into the dawn phenomenon. So now you're really trying to outthink it. 1000%. So what what would you eat before you went to bed? Any examples? Okay. So for example, like when I go to bed, if I eat quinoa before bed or like a potato, I typically stay at like 140, like flat all the way through the night. But if I have like fruit and then I work out, after I eat the fruit and I go to bed, I might wake up like lower. So typically it's good to have some kind of, I guess you could say starch, but I, I don't really like to use the word starch because I think people take that and want to think pizza and pasta, which is not- That's what I want to think. Not what I'm saying. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Plant-based grain, plant-based starch, you know, and that'll keep your blood sugar steady, slow and steady. And, you know, slow and steady always wins the race, baby. Sammy, I have a confession to make. And, you know, I'll never hold anything back from you or our listeners. And uh, I'm, I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed. Needs to be said out loud. I, Dobie J. Maxwell, the J stands for genius, has never tried quinoa ever. What? As a stunned look comes across your tan <laughs> California face. Wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> I have never had quinoa. I hear people talking about it. It's a funny word. As a comedian, you hear words that sound funny. You know, what are the funny words? Kumquat. A lot of funny foods. You know, that's a, a funny. I've never had quinoa. I grew up in Wisconsin. Doesn't mean I haven't traveled places. You know how long it was before I tried sushi? I'm so sure. I love fish. Shook, shaken, shake and bake. I'll have to have a quinoa. Yeah, Dobie, there's a phrase called I'm so shook or I'm shook. Mm-hmm. Means you're like, oh my gosh, can't believe he just said that. Never heard of that. That's crazy. Well, I dropped the bomb on everybody. And I, there's got to be somebody listening that's not tried it either. These new quote unquote fad foods that have come out in years and they, they try, you know, certain things that are the hot thing that makes you drop some pounds or or it's got like uh, kale was the big thing too. I don't think I've had kale yet either. Looks disgusting. Looks like it should be in the bottom of a tropical fish food tank. I wouldn't feed it to my dog. My dog wouldn't eat it. Wait, I am so excited for you to come out here because... I'm taking you to get 
quinoa. I'm going to take you to get a kale quinoa salad. Now I'm getting double teamed by you and our pod squad, Queen Elizabeth, saying, I love kale. You're going to have kale. I'm going to pound it in every place you can have it. Maybe I'm just close-minded. Zach. I know I'm not. The, I'm, I'm speaking for our listeners. Wait, Zach. Uh, Zach, our intern. Not too keen on quinoa. <laughs> I'll do the funny stuff, Zach. You do the behind. I'm kidding. That's funny. <laughs> that is pretty funny. I'm just, I'm just being upfront with it because I think a lot of times, here's my point of bringing this up. We as people, persons with diabetes, get in a certain groove, good or bad, and you eat certain foods. And a lot of times that's why we got diabetes in the first place. So, I mean, I want to be open to new things, but I want to do it going in with an open mind. The Diabetes App is an online community platform that was created to help people living with diabetes find support and information in one spot. And on the Diabetes App, you can join groups and connect with other people all over the world who are also living with diabetes. I mean, for me, whenever I have a bad day, I find myself scrolling through the mental wellness group just to reassure myself that I'm not alone. The Diabetes App has a resource section where you can find articles, recipes, tips, and tricks for managing your diabetes. Download the Diabetes App today and connect with us right on the app. DieStrong is an online telehealth platform that connects you to medical and holistic professionals to help you manage your diabetes. Find registered dietitians, nutritionists, certified diabetes educators, and more without the hassle of having to go into a doctor's office. Wait, 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 wait. You mean a lazy bum like me can have appointments right from my computer? Sign me up. That's right, Dobie. And this week, our listeners can use promo code JMT25 for 25% off their first visit. Yeah, don't try to cheat and go to JMT26 because you're not going to get 26. It's 25. Go to www.diastronghealth.com. That's www.diastronghealth.com. We're discussing the benefits of quinoa. I'm sure it uh, puts hair on your chest and makes your liver quiver and your knees freeze. What 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 is it? Is it a plant? Okay, so quinoa, if you are identifying it, it's a plant. They consider it a flowering plant. Mm-hmm. Except it's like a, it's basically a grain, a whole grain, and it is a source of protein and it has magnesium and a, like different vitamin B, different nutrients, minerals, but it's really, 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 really healthy for you. Mm-hmm. So it's a great way to reduce like risk for diabetes actually and high blood pressure. But quinoa is actually like a superfood. Now, where does it grow? Does it grow wild in the outback of Australia? Uh, let me check my degree in uh, environmental science. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but your uh, your quinoa 101, Alex, on Jeopardy. Yeah, I don't know. I just it's one of those things where I I probably should have done some research. I'm just kidding. It's just a funny sounding word, but I, a lot of people yeah. talk about. It. There's a restaurant by my house here. A lot of old people eat breakfast there. They go and slurp their eggs. And just the other day, it said special quinoa oatmeal platter special for. Eight ninety five or something like that. that'll give you some fiber. You'll be you'll be trotting to the bathroom. Now, quinoa it's a grain, so there's fiber in it. Yes, it's so good though. A quinoa oatmeal bowl is amazing. Okay, well that's the big special for eight ninety five. So I might have to head over there. You should. I'll be elbowing all the old people. No, also uh, it's kind of controversial too because quinoa can be sometimes said as quinoa, which is. Eh, wrong. Well, there's a lot of people. Mis- we could get a whole episode on mispronouncing words. Oh, and we will like diabetes mm-hmm. or diabetes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do not like when people say diabetes. I'm like, no. So as you were saying. As I was saying, something else that's really, I think, tricky with the DOM phenomenon is that it can actually cause you to just feel like, honestly, hungover in the morning. A weird way, like a diabetes hangover because you wake up and like I said, your eyes are puffy. Your face feels swollen. You might have blurry vision. 
because high blood sugars basically causes inflammation in the body. Mm-hmm. So imagine like your face is just inflamed when you wake up and it sucks. You don't feel good. You have a headache, your eyes are blurry, you're inflamed, you feel swollen, you're fatigued. You're just like, this sucks. It's always good, you know, to, if you have a significant other too, just kind of lean over. Good morning, honey. Ah. <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> I'm in bed with a werewolf. High blood sugars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you ever dream face down? Yeah, but honestly, it's true. And it's, it's kind of sucky because you don't realize it. And then you're like, dang, you wake up and you're like, oof. It's like you look in the mirror and you're like, oh. And that's what I call the dawn phenomenon because it sucks. Mm-hmm. So what is there's a cure. And it happens. We're about upbeat and cure and positive endings. How do you make it not be that way for yourself, your spouse, and the world that looks at you in the morning? Well, for starters, there's this amazing thing on Amazon called a, uh, it's basically like an ice pack for the face. It's great. It's like a face mask, but it's ice. Really reduces the inflammation here. <laughs> but I don't know. I drink a ton of water when I wake up high. Ton of water. I take the insulin and I go on a walk and I try to deflame my body. Now, I've heard people talk about this. And again, this is a matter of opinion too. And if you're listening, tell us what you think. Uh, We always want to hear responses that you have to say. Cold showers, supposed to be wondrous for diabetes, supposed to be wondrous for just a lot of things. I have not been able to get myself to that point yet either. So maybe I'll try quinoa and take a cold shower on the same day, but that would repulse me. But people say, oh, don't knock it till you tried it. It's weird because I have mixed feelings on that. Because the cold shower confuses me because cold water causes like vasoconstriction, which means like your blood vessels are like smaller mm-hmm. and hot water is vasodilation. So like when somebody's washing their face, you use vasodilation because you'd want hot water for vasodilation. So your vessels are dilating and, you know, your pores are open. And that's why then people splash cold water to finish. So it constricts. So a cold shower, you would think, okay, if that's vasoconstriction, you would think it wouldn't be smart before bed. Because it would mean that like your blood sugars basically would be higher because constricting, there's not as much blood flow. So in my head, I'm like, cold shower, that doesn't sound smart. But then there's the other side of it that people are like, no, a cold shower is good because it wakes up like your parasympathetic system of like fight or flight and like gets the body moving, gets the metabolism going, gets the blood flowing. So I think we need an expert to decipher this. But I don't know. Sometimes I like, I feel like when, it, when I'm in the mood to say a cold shower is great, I'm like, I pull out my reasonings like, yeah, cold shower is good for X, Y, Z. And then when I want to say I don't want a cold shower, I'm like, yeah, a cold shower makes me have high blood sugars because of X, Y, Z. I mean, I don't know if it affects your blood sugars or not, but it sure does affect everything else that regulates oh, that. It for sure does. Do you, do you shower cold or hot? Well, here's the thing. I think as traveling entertainer, you have lived at home most of your life other than school, correct? Yes. So you, you take the shower in the same place. You don't even think about it. The, the adjustments of the temperature, the water pressure mm-hmm. is the same. And a lot of times in my job on the road, I'll be in a different hotel, if not every night, at least every week. Sometimes I'm at a place for a few days, sometimes one night. And you're always dealing, it's like a combination lock, you know, just a little bit of a, of a twist in the dial on the shower. It can go up 500 degrees and scald off about a pound and a half of skin. And then the next thing you know, it shoots icicles out. <laughs> And so, so I've gotten that, that jolt, that shock more times than I can count. And to me, the one I fear the most is the cold. I like hot shower, but cold shower, it just, it, it's, it frightens me. It's painful. It is painful. Hot can be, you know, you just, ooh, you're jolted and you can back up, but cold, that, that changes, that rocks the world, baby. That's a different, different ball game. Different ball game. Yeah. But I mean, then I hear people and I, maybe I read too much. You read little things or you watch videos and it's like, oh no, cold shower is good. All these health wackos. You ever go to a health food store? Yes. The most unhealthy people you've ever seen in your life are at a health food store. <laughs> 
They look like they're, you know, their their skin is all. It's like their last chance. I'm gonna die. I'm circling the drain. I'll eat a little bit of quinoa and something that I haven't pronounced. And then, you know, because we've had 50 years of bad health, I think it's it's a long term effect. So that's that's why I talk about that because I think people are thinking, well, does a shower make a difference? Well, number one, you should shower. But I think a temperature does, uh, you know, somebody will go in that all, you know, all natural. Oh, gosh, that is just so not funky me. like a monkey. It's nothing wrong. Nothing worse than a ripe one. You know, when you're walking through Walmart and you get the funky stank. It's Oof, like, buddy. And you're like, new Whoa. invention. Soap 101. Yeah. This just in. Hey, I think something, though, that also for like Dom Phenomenon, too, that has a big that like plays a big role into it, because I think mm-hmm. I actually do think hot showers play a role, too, because if you're in too hot of water, it can actually cause your blood sugars to spike, too, kind of like the sun. But eating early is such a big one to prevent Dawn Phenomenon. People like to eat at like eight o'clock. And I'm just not I'm, I'm probably going to ruin some people's love right now. But eating late is so not healthy for you. It's bad because your body Before you go to bed. Yeah, your body doesn't basically allow itself to rest and die down. And when you eat, your brain is alert. It's like feeding fuel to your brain and body. So then also like if your body's in the middle of the night and let's say you have like a dream or something even, you're going to have high blood sugars from a dream. Isn't that crazy? Well, I think because you have emotions in a dream. You you see people and certain things happen. And I I know that's that. I've I've dreamt I've been on stage and dealing with a heckler. And I wake up and say, what am am I yelling and screaming for? I'm I'm sleeping. Do you ever get where you sweat from like a nightmare? Oh, yeah. My life is a nightmare. I sweat every morning. No, no. Yes. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Absolutely true. That's just now think about this. Now, here's a, a wives tale, a myth, if you will, that eating before you go to bed, the blood that is required for digestion takes away from your brain. And that's why you technically have nightmares because you can't sleep as soundly. I don't know if that's a medical fact, but it sure makes sense. Does it not to you? Wait, say it one more okay. time. Okay. In my twist, warped, garbled view of the world, when okay. you eat before you go to bed, the blood that is required for digestion yes. is taken out of your head, out of your brain right. and goes to digestion. So it, it throws off the balance of your dream process and therefore, a lot of times people say you have, you know, you got to stop eating before you go to bed. You have nightmares. So I don't know if you always have nightmares and you're sleeping soundly, you don't remember them, or you, you just had a big giant, you know, wad of tofu, tofurkey, whatever you're eating in your plant-based whacked out world. <laughs> tofurkey. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a funny word too. Hey, buddy, here's a tofurkey that's for you. That's a good you. myth though. I don't know if it's a myth. You know, I've heard it since I was a kid and I, I don't know if it's true. I'm kidding. It, it could be a myth. It could be totally true. But, no, so you don't recommend, so what you're saying, to avoid the dawn phenomenon, you don't eat before you go to bed. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, no. Unless I absolutely have to. I have a low blood sugar. But otherwise, I try to eat before 7 every night. And what time do you go to bed? Like 11.30. I like to eat at like 5.30, ideally. <laughs> I'm kind of like an... I, I swear I'm like a grandma or grandpa oh, because I love eating. I, I grew up with my grandparents. It's so funny. When I was a kid, when I was 7, 8 years old, they ate at 5 o'clock. Then I was 10, 11, they ate at 4.30. Then I was 13, 14, they ate at 4 o'clock. One year, we had Thanksgiving dinner, August 5th. Because it got moved back so far. No. That's a joke. I know. Sorry. I dropped the bomb on you. But seriously, they did eat early. And that's one thing, even as a kid, you know, I'm a kid eating dinner at 430. It's like by 10 o'clock, I'm ready to eat lead paint chips. I'm starving. I know. So I do like eating early, though. I'm so guilty. I've always loved eating at five o'clock. I'm weird. Okay. But I'm saying for for a person with diabetes, type one or type two or newly diagnosed, especially, that's one thing. When I first got diagnosed, I didn't know when to eat. I had no idea. Didn't know what to eat. Didn't it's know where. Very tricky to figure What, that where, out. when, how, why, and who. <laughs> no, it definitely is. Do you feel like you've had times that you wake up and you feel like 
now that I told you about the Dom phenomenon that you're like, oh, I think I've had that. Oh, I know I've had it. There's no question about it. Before we we talked about doing this episode, I thought, yeah, I totally have had that. Yeah, I know. Because it's a real thing. And it's a very common thing, I think. So don't think you're weird if you have it, if you've experienced it. And that's why we wanted to bring it up and talk to you about it friend to friend. Yeah, I think everybody has it. And I didn't know when I was first diagnosed. Like, I was like, what is this? And Children's Hospital, like, warned me. I didn't really understand them. The first time I had it, which I don't have it that often, but like at 3, 4 a.m. in the morning, I definitely had it at like 8, 9 o'clock, but I never had it that early, 3, 4 a.m. But it is common. And I would I would be like, okay, prepare yourself. It's like you're getting ready for a mission, you know? But if you know it's coming, I think you can prepare better, I think. Well, I mean, do you see the movie Top Gun? I think I'm the last American that has not seen Top Gun. We're going to have quinoa. I'm going to come out to California and visit your family. And you're going to take me to see Top Gun. We're going to eat quinoa. Toby, what is going on? I'm a freak. I've always been a woodwork squeaks. Out come the freaks. That's me. (gasps) There's A-E-I-O-U and sometimes Y. My whole life, I've been sometimes Y. I'm sorry. It's okay. Well, Toby, we have a nice little question of the pod. I think it's only appropriate for this episode. We land the mothership. We always have fun. Yes. The question of the pod today is... Are you a morning person? Adobe? Is James Brown? Is Vanna White? <laughs> no, are I'm not you a morning, a morning person? I am now. You know, it's so funny because as we have started uh, recording this show and making it a part of our lives, I am so thankful for JMT. Not only do I work with the staff that I really like and appreciate, including yourself, everybody is cool. Thanks, and it's got me in a way of life now that I'm waking up earlier and I feel better all around. It's like a life chiropractic adjustment. Because if your exercise is in, your food is good, time is good, it's all falling into place. So yes, I am a morning person moving forward. My grandpa, five o'clock in the morning, he would be up as a kid. Oh my God, what are you doing up that time? The birds aren't even up then. And I'm going to go to that point. Five five a.m. That's my target. That's the goal. Mm -hmm. No one bugs you. I used to be, but or no, sorry. I used to not be, but now I am. And I mean, part of that, yeah, because I get to hop on these lovely podcast recordings. Bright and early, baby. But I actually like it. I get a lot more done now. I feel productive. So tell us what you think. We'd always like to hear your opinion. Maybe you're not a morning person. Tell us that too. Tell us why. Maybe you're a night owl. Hmm, we'll never know. Better share it with us. Who, 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 who? How can people get a hold of us, Sammy? You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at JustMyTypePod underscore Facebook at JustMyTypePod and our hashtag JustMyTypePod. Please give us a five-star rating and review. It's amazing. Gets the diabetes community together. And we want to spread the word, get the conversation rolling. Don't give us a one-star five times. Give us a five-star once. Exactly. Thank you. So with that being said, I think that one's it for the nice little allergic to mornings. That is it. Let us put a sugar-free cherry on this uh, quinoa-friendly Sunday. Say la vie, baby. This is the Just My Type podcast.